you have to go to private lenders for a lot of these fundings. And I work with private lenders all across the country who are preparing for this bonanza, and they want to work with investors who get it. But here's the thing. The only way you will not be able to find funding on a deal is if it is not actually a deal. So how do you prove that? How do you know? We're going to use the power of big data. See, these lenders are lending off a of sold comp data. They're going off of what other properties in the neighborhood are selling for. Let's just tell a story. Check, check, one, two, one, two. Turn it up, turn it up. Welcome to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. The tides are turning, the time is now. You're home for the mindset, methodology, and tools needed to invest in foreclosures. Don't you dare buy a house, buy a deal. You need to get into this right now. Right now, yeah. And now your host, the Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum. Hello and welcome back to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. I am your host and Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum, broadcasting live from our downtown Denver studios. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. With my producer, main man, and all-around badass, Mr. Jonathan Winston. What's the house, brother? Uh, You know, just uh, participating in badassery and... It is. It's a tough uh, job, and just you know, being myself, and just being being cool and stuff out here. Now, um, <laughs> it's been a it's been a good, and humble. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I work on that from time to time. Uh, it's been a good it's been a good week, man. Um, yeah, you know me. Uh, I might have a little date tomorrow, so that's nice. never, that's never a bad thing. Uh, but does she know you're a famous like executive producer of a giant podcast? Like, I mean, you know, you know, that, those are just those type of things that I just kind of like casually let roll off. You know? <laughs> oh, you know, I also produce a podcast. Well, I'm a pretty big deal around here. So <laughs> mahogany bound books in my <laughs> library. Yes, yes, but um, you know, and then I just you know stayed after it, man, doing the real estate stuff. Getting my habits right, you know, get my meditation going, man. Yes, sir. It's just uh, uh, the it's the last quarter, man. We gotta we gotta we gotta uh, ramp it up and you know finish the year out strong. It's been crazy for everybody all year. Yes. Uh, but you know, I took the time to kind of learn more things and you know invest in myself. So I want to see the fruits of this labor and see you know the year close out on a good note. I love it, man. That's that's positive thinking. And thank you for saying that because you're right, man. Here we are in fourth quarter, fourth quarter of 2020. Arguably the most disastrous year in, yes. in rememberable history. It was right? a it's fire a, tornado. <laughs> fire tornado. Did you see the one where the, the uh, hurricane put sharks in the trees? Here's what's funny. My wife's name is Laura. So Hurricane Laura hit Florida, and sharks ended up like, you see these sharks caught in a net on an electric line. Yeah. If like, you all knew, uh, knew Laura, yeah. That, you'd understand. That's a very good correlation. Right? Seriously. Hurricane Laura hits and sharks end up in trees. It's just It's been a crazy crazy year. So kind of glad it's heading to the tail end of it. But let's get to our news article of the week. This week we are talking in Realtor Magazine discussed that investors are ready for a bonanza in housing. You know what word you don't get to use very often? Bonanza. Bonanza. That's a word that you just just don't get to use that one very often. And they're so right because they're saying that single family landlord giants are expecting a surge in repossessed homes as millions of homeowners have fallen behind on their mortgage payments and may be at risk of losing their homes once eviction moratoriums end. Is anybody surprised? Uh, If you've been listening to this show, you probably shouldn't be. Because since the show started, 
Since the sh- I said that we are going to, I hate saying I told you so, but yet I love, I love saying I told you so, so I'm going to do it. Since the show started, I've been saying that the surge of foreclosures is upon the horizon, that it's going to happen, and now here we are. I, now, th- did I know coronavirus was going to be leading the charge? I did, not. No. I did not. I could not have called that. I was thinking more like murder hornets or yeah. uh, fire tornadoes. You, you'd have to, you would have had to ask Bill Gates about that. <laughs> Right, and, and the vaccine that Bill is going to be trying to inject all of us with. Let's not let's not start down that road. <laughs> what we do know is that about a million, three point five million home loans, or seven point oh one percent, were in forbearance as of September sixth. Seven percent. Seven percent of mortgages. Now, here's the thing about forbearance. Okay, forbearance allowed homeowners to skip three payments. While they were going through the coronavirus scandal. So whether you're a homeowner or a landlord, the the government stepped in and said, don't worry about making your payments. We know a lot of y'all got laid off. So at this point, you are good for three solid months. No late payments on your credit. It's all good. What they didn't mention, and I I did, was that at the end of the four-month period, you're going to have this bill for four times your normal mortgage payment. So if you're the type of guy who's had a $1,500 a month mortgage payment, on month four, as these moratoriums end, you now have 1,500 times four due or $6,000. Now listen, a lot of people were financially responsible. They may have not made their payments at first, but they, they eventually did make the payments or they saved the payments and they're gonna be all right, okay? And a lot of people are screwed. Okay? And that, that's the reality of what's happening right now. Because some people did not plan ahead before this happened, and they're going to be in a jam of pain right now as this goes on. Okay, I'm hoping you're not one of those people, but I will tell you with 7% of mortgages and forbearance, a lot of people listening right now are in this jam right now. So if you are a homeowner, this is a problem. right? If you're an investor, it's a bonanza. <laughs> Man. I get to use it twice. Like the yeah, same. Ban- investor bonanza. It's an investor bonanza. Um, and and I, I want you to know, if, if you're going to profit from the foreclosure market, not for the misfortune of others, okay? Don't, that's not the essence of the show. We're not looking for people to go down the count. The reality is that some people were in a bad financial situation before the coronavirus situation, and they got into worse of a financial situation during, okay? That's just reality. And the market goes up, the market goes down, there's good and bad, it's a zero-sum game, there's going to be winners, there's going to be losers, you got to move on, okay? That's just reality. Where we are today is with this upcoming bonanza, you have an opportunity to step in right now and profit from it. So what, what are we going to do? How are you going to benefit from it? Well, here's the thing, guys. As a, a real estate investor, I coach people on the mindset, methodology, and tools of becoming a successful foreclosure investor. Okay, And if that describes you, then you're in the right place at the right time. But how do we, how do we beat this? Well, to do what you're trying to do, you're going to need funding. You're going to need money. Right? And one of the things that we teach in the second part of our four-part investing series is funding your deals. 
Okay, and to fund your deals, you're generally, you got a couple of options. We've done lots of shows about finance, so I'm not going to go into too in-depth. Some people go conventional. Some of you are, are in a position where you go FHA. You know, you're putting lower down payments with the FHA backing. Some of you are going VA because you're a proud member of our, of our military service, and thank you for what you do. That is the best program out there. But the reality is most of the really good deals are not going to be eligible for any of these normal government financing deals. Okay, you, you have to go to private lenders for a lot of these fundings. And I work with private lenders all across the country who are preparing for this bonanza, and they want to work with investors who get it. But here's the thing. The only way you will not be able to find funding on a deal is if it is not actually a deal. So how do you prove that? How do you know? Well, when your lender says no... When you go to your conventional mortgage broker and he says, this ain't going to work out because your credit's not sufficient or because the asset, the house in this case, is not up to par, the great deals are not in conventional finance condition, guys. If they were in great finance condition, this seller likely would have put the house on the normal market and gotten a normal buyer to buy the property. If, if you could buy it with a normal loan, you would have all the time in the world to close, but the best deals in the marketplace close really fast. So when your lender says no, this show is about how to get that deal to the closing table when your lender originally says no. And how are we going to do that? We're going to use the power of big data. See, these lenders are lending off a of sold comp data. They're going off of what other properties in the neighborhood are selling for. Let's just tell a story, shall we? Okay. All right. Let's say you're looking to buy a property in a neighborhood where everybody else has paid 350 grand for a house, right? You've got variance in there a little bit, higher square footage, lower square footage, better condition, lesser condition. But if you took the median price of the neighborhood you're standing in, most everybody paid somewhere in the neighborhood of $350,000, okay? Now, you find a house with a motivated seller. It is so important to note that word, motivated seller, Okay, the business of real estate investing and finding deals, as we talk about not buying a house, but rather buying a deal, the very essence of what we do, the fuel that fires all of this is motivated sellers. Okay, people who are in a situation, either they're in forbearance, that four-month payment just came up, they can't pay it. Okay, they were landlords, the, the renters have not paid rent in a while, now the moratorium is over, the renters are like, I've kind of gotten used to this not paying rent thing, they're going to keep doing that for a while, okay? <laughs> okay. but the mortgage kicks back in, landlord's got to pay, so he's in a jam, the house is in disrepair for whatever reason, you know, they haven't decided to clean anything since 1989, right, so stuff is starting to fall apart, you've got bed bugs, ew, you've this got... It, it just, sounds horrible. Huh? It's a, a cat's all over the place. Who? I just want you to imagine this, okay? But in this area, this guy has a property where everybody else paid three fifty, and he wants to sell it now for two seventy five. Okay, you take this property to your local mortgage broker, your local bank, somebody you've had an engagement with, you've been invested in this bank for years, okay? And they look at it and go, listen, your credit's kind of okay, we might be able to pull this thing off, but to be honest with you, we're not super fond of the condition, the water is off, that's a deal breaker for a lot of, a lot of banks, they won't lend if the utilities are off, okay? The electricity is off, whatever reasons, we simply can't do it. 
Okay? You then take it to your local private money lender. And how do you know a guy's a private money lender? Because he's not following the general rules of FDIC-insured banks. He's not following the, the uh, lender disclosure acts and things like that. And most importantly, you'll note, because the interest rate's going to be off the charts. Okay? Whereas a normal mortgage today is actually running in the 2% range 2 to 3%. I never thought I would live to see that day. A private money lender is going to start his conversation with you at 9%, and I've seen him go as high as 14%. Why, in any, why would anybody pay that much more on an interest rate? Well, because they want to get a deal done. See, if you're going to buy this property, even to live in it, and you can buy it, fix it up, then refinance it by getting the condition up, you bought an asset for 275 that's worth 350 Okay, that's a deal. There's a $75,000 gap between what the property is worth and what you can buy it for. Hi, this is Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach. One of the things we talk about on the show is the importance of great foreclosure data and helping you to find a great deal on a foreclosure property. But where do you find this data? You're certainly not going to find it on Realtor.com. You can't get it on your local MLS. So we have partnered with data provider Foreclosures.com to get you the latest and greatest in foreclosure listings right there in your local market. These properties are not hit the market in most cases, and when they have been foreclosed, gives you easy access to find out more detail so you can get the best deal on a foreclosure property. Getting started is super easy. Head on out to foreclosuredealscoach.com and click on the link labeled foreclosure list. Enter your zip code for a free seven-day trial of the best foreclosure listing data available in your local market. These properties are not even on the market yet, so you can get a jump on them and get a great deal. Once again, this is Donnie Corm, your foreclosure deals coach. We'll look forward to seeing you there. Maybe more of a gap if you can negotiate it even further. But let's say he's okay with 275. You now need to prove that the comps in the neighborhood support that 350. To do that, you need the power of big data. And big data, as it relates to real estate, until the last couple of years, was limited to real estate agents who could hop into the MLS. They could bring up a sold comparable report by simply typing in the neighborhood the property's in and going back six months on everything that's sold in that six months that was similar in condition and size, and they would be able to tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt, yep, in retail condition, this house has an ARV or after-repaired value of $350,000, okay? Today, you've got access to dealhunter.io without the need to get a real estate license, take your test, join the board, get your realtor key, all that stuff. None of that is necessary anymore because you can simply log on to dealhunter.io and get access to the big data. You will log into PropStream where dealhunter.io takes you and it will allow you to bring up sold comparables in that neighborhood that have sold in the past six months. You will see what the inside of those properties look like if they were listed, and you'll be able to know that, yes, this is a powerful deal. And then you can export that data to take it to your private lender and go, here are the comparable sales 
that's sold in the neighborhood. This guy wants only two seventy five for it, and I've got comparable sales showing I can sell it for three fifty to three seventy five. Here's comparable number one, a house half a mile away, right? That sold for three sixty. Here's comparable number two, a house a little bit further, but it wasn't in great condition. That one sold for three forty. And if you look at the average of these properties that are selling in the neighborhood, I can tell you, Mr. Private Lender, this home could sell for three hundred fifty grand. But you need the power of big data. See, the thing about private lenders is they're lending on the deal. But they get deal requests hourly, guys. Right. The market is hot. There's a bonanza. <laughs> oh, there we go again. Of properties streaming into the market right now. They don't have time to do your homework for you. So you got to make sure it stands out. Help them, help them by using the power of big data to bring in the property values so you can see what this property would sell for if you fix it up. Hey, Donnie, I got a question. I love it. Hit me. Right, Don't hit so, me. <laughs> like, so you're talking about, you know, bringing the, uh, you know, the correct data to your lenders, you know, to convince them. Are there, have you seen, like, in your experience, you know, certain things that lenders might get hung up on that's going to make it a little bit more, you know, uh, difficult for you to convince them or, you know, something about the condition of the house or maybe, like, something about the neighborhood or just, you know, what are, what are some of those things that might um, continue to give you a little bit of pushback from your lender. I love that. Great question. Let me tell you, I know you're, you're talking about a specific deal right now because, you know, Jonathan and I work on deals together. But it, the, the reality is, is lenders are lending on their opinion of value too. Like we did a show recently on racial bias and appraisals. You have to understand the lender has to give you the money, understanding that this goes south. Okay, If you don't pay the mortgage, you can't sell the property, you don't do the work, one day they may end up owning this property. Okay, so they're looking at the comparable sales. They're, they're going to find as close to cookie cutter as they can, particularly in the markets like Denver, which is under a massive revolution, if you will, of pricing. And I say that because it's gone up so high that Denver's affordability index has dropped off the map. You know, the average price home in Denver now just cleared six hundred thousand dollars. Okay, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. So these lenders are going, if we end up owning this property, are there features to it that we don't like? What they're going to look at is apples to apples comparison. And even on that, in the market as trepidatious as it is right now, they may still reject your loan. What I'm proposing is if you've got access to the big data, you've got a higher probability of making your case a little clearer. What drives me nuts is all the wholesalers out there putting deals together, they run up and they go, man, I think the house is worth 360 i go okay show me oh well man i got a couple properties here man you know i found it one was on redfin uh i, I saw this one on craigslist and somebody was trying to sell it for this much right um, and that and i figured that's how i support that much and that, see you can't do that when you walk in and you can bring up the comparable sales you can make a better case to that lender and say i believe based on comp a comp b and comp c that once we get this thing fixed up it's going to be worth this the next tool in your arsenal is going to be to understand estimating construction that's a whole nother course right but if you just got a general gap between what you're buying at and what you're relatively confident you can sell it at and it fits that cookie cutter mold because the lenders are nervous right now they're nervous for two reasons. Number one, there's about to be a bonanza <laughs> All right. of properties hitting the market. So they're going, we've only got X amount of dollars available to us. We want to make sure we lend on the best properties out there. We don't want to get tied into a bad deal. Number two, no one really knows what the impact of coronavirus is going to be on the real estate market. 
right? We already know one factor, and one of those factors is there's all these properties coming due based on the forbearance. What else could hit us, right? Is a fire tornado a real thing? Will aliens attack next? You know, like a lot is going to happen in the next couple of months. And what we were seeing on this deal you're referring to is there, this guy, he actually cited it. Like they want to do deals, but the election is bugging them right now. You know, they, they're being way more conservative than normal. Even with that, we did our best job. I pitched the deal. I brought up the comps. The spread was definitely there. Okay. But even with all of those factors, sometimes even with all the data, you're not going to get the deal done. Right. But when your lender says no, go back to the data and get more data. Right. A lot of wholesalers walk away with their head hung low and go, well, lenders just suck, bro. Oh, man. If you, hey, nobody said the deal was going to be easy. Thank you. Right, and when you're pitching to a cash investor, an experienced one at that, and, I, and I've got over 200 deals under my belt individually. When you're pitching to me, you better believe I'm doing my homework. But the more the homework that you do for me, the more data you provide me, the more likely you are to get that deal done. But you need access to your own big data to do that, you know. And getting that data used to be very difficult, but now it's one click away. Dealhunter.io. You've got access to all the property data all across the country on any property in the United States of America, just like that. You know, even those of you with a real estate license have been limited because right here, you, you may have joined the Colorado MLS and you got you can sell properties here, but if you were trying to do a deal in Austin, Texas, you had to find somebody down there in Austin, maybe get access to the MLS, have some conversation with people about value. The market's moving too fast for that stuff. Yeah, Right, you got to get access to big data. When a lender says no, like you know, and you're trying to get this thing figured out, you may have to find other comps. In this case, we had a property that didn't have a garage, and most of the comps did have garages, right? And that's what made the deal a little bit sketchy. Had it been a cookie cutter three one one that had that everything else in that neighborhood was, I believe that deal would have gotten done. But sometimes the data doesn't support it enough to make them confident. Okay. The point is, if you don't have the data at all, you're starting in an uphill battle that you have a high probability of losing. You know, And, and I, I want to support you guys in building your investing career by saying, even then, the deal may not fit the box, but at least you'll know how close to the box you're going to get. You know, and, and, and the more you can empower yourself and your investors, when the lenders say no, I don't get offended. I go back and say, I'm going to find you more comps. I'm going to get you more data. I'm going to find more things to support my ARV. You got to think of it like you're an attorney in the courtroom, right? And you're preparing for a case. Your case is, I want your money. And the evidence is the big data supported comps you bring to the table. If your data doesn't support it, it may not get it done. And the thing that I'm st- seeing with that is, is one, you either... Um, you know, learn how to, you know, find new comps or do things like that. But it gives you, uh, like you're talking about the lawyer uh, case, it gives you an idea of what cases not to take. Yes. Sometimes it's good, you know, sometimes you can make yes. that case work. Sometimes you can, you know, find the loophole. Sometimes you've had experience with that. But sometimes it's like, you know what? I want to step back on this one and find one that's a little bit better, make a better use of my time. Absolutely. And here's the, uh, the biggest mistake of wholesalers, investors across the board is chasing deals that, uh, that aren't going to happen. You know, I see it happen all the time. Like it's uh, either the data doesn't support it, and I can find out. You know, a wholesaler brings me a deal. I got a guy who brought me a deal in Louisiana. You know, and in the past I wouldn't even evaluate it, but I, I've dedicated my life to helping people get started in the investing career. Right. So I, I reached out. And I said, "Listen, man, I'm running the comps. I don't see it. I don't have the data to support it." Option B is fly out to Louisiana to evaluate a deal. That I don't think is actually a deal. People aren't going to do that. I'm not going to do that, right? But if you can get a deal funded with just solid data, most of the time, 
We've done lots of deals. My team's on 35 for the year. We walk in with, here's the purchase price. Here's five, six comps to support our value. This is what we need you to fund. And in most cases, that's getting done. Lenders all have different types of rules, but in the end, they all kind of go off of how strong the sales comp data is. If you've got really good data, you've got the power of big data at your disposal, you can do it. You know. So if you want to do that, you want to learn not only how to evaluate deals, but how to effectively access big data to fund your deals in this bonanza coming down the pike with all these investment deals coming, I encourage you to head out to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Insiders Group. The link will be right here in the show notes. We'll get you started with that. And then get the free trial at dealhunter.io and just play with the software for seven days. Whether you become a permanent subscriber or not is up to you, but I think understanding how to put big data to work for you could be life-changing in your progress as a real estate investor. So that's our show for today. Um, a little bit of housekeeping. Once again, uh, we are the group is growing leaps and bounds, and it's just shocking how many people are joining. But you know, we want to have some more discussions in there. So post in the group some topics you'd like us to go over right here in the show. We're going to be bringing a lot of really powerful guests here in the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned for that. And we're, we're just having a good time, man. The yeah. foreclosure deals coach movement is moving, and the investment bonanza is on the bonanza. horizon. Bonanza, bonanza. <laughs> You're enjoying that word way more than you should right now. Um, With that, this is Donnie Corum, (laughs) your foreclosure deals coach, reminding you this and every week, don't buy a house, buy Buy a deal. deal. Want more of the foreclosure deals coach? Like our Facebook page, Foreclosure Deals Coach, for the latest in real estate and foreclosure investing. Become a part of our community. Search Foreclosure Deals Coach on Facebook to join today.